know about you, but I love watching the Olympics. All the events, all the records being shattered, and you know what? This year I was reminded about how the Olympics makes me think of balance. Hey gorgeous, and welcome to Unsabotage with Jenny Townsend, the podcast for you, the early stage woman entrepreneur who is ready for her breakthrough year. I'm Jenny, and I'm so glad you're here. Every week, I'll bring unique stories, strategies, and ideas to help you shatter your glass walls. You know, those pesky areas where we seem to hold ourselves back and be unstoppable as you grow your business. This is the podcast version of my weekly show originally filmed on video. If you'd like to watch these episodes, hop on over to unsabotage.com. But if you're a podcast junkie like me, here's the place to kick up your feet and binge. All right, let's unsabotage. I'm sure you wouldn't actually think that, yeah, that's probably a takeaway from the Olympics. But actually, this is the first in a series that I have lovingly called the Says Who series, where I will um, delightfully and in an empowering but challenging way ask Says Who about some really common assumptions and help us unsabotage these different areas of our life as we grow our business. All right? So, with that in mind, I'm actually going to make some pretty bold statements about balance. And I'm going to come down pretty hard on it, but I will also tell you why. And I will share with you just the shift that I think if we make this shift in how we think about it, it'll actually serve us so much better. So I think that we have been and just collectively maybe settling on, on this topic of balance and what it means and how it affects our lives. So here's what I mean. Now, this idea of balance. So have you, has anyone ever told you, oh, you just need to be more balanced or, um, I don't know, like you're kind of crazy right now. You should have a little bit more of a balanced schedule. Does that sound familiar? Especially as an early stage entrepreneur, right? <laughs> um, so here's, here's why I, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Um, and I know everyone who says that means that very lovingly, but it rubs me the wrong way. And here's what I mean. Let's actually take a look at how value, like the value of balance, what does that look like in our lives? So on the one hand, it is this impossible, perfect ratio of X percent work, X percent family, X percent rest, X percent friends and social life. And then on the other hand, it's the guilt and the shame that we didn't hit that perfect ratio. So it asks too much or just, it's not situationally aware, like my husband would say. It doesn't quite understand seasons. It doesn't, it doesn't get what's going on um, in either your business or your family. It's just this, it's very two-dimensional, right? Very two-dimensional, situationally unaware. However, it is not afraid to dump out shame and guilt when we don't hit this pretty, I mean, random number of like how we spend our time in the different areas that we spend our time. So that's what it gives us in the experience of seeking balance. But then let's take a look at the results. Do the results of balance lead us to be excellent? I kind of feel like it's one of those, I would call it, let's keep everyone average lies. It probably feels comfortable and small and safe and like compact, but does it actually serve us well? What are the results? And so, this is actually where the Olympics comes in. Because when you're sitting back watching someone on the bobsleigh or the, the different ice skating or snowboarding, would you ever look to whoever is sitting next to you and say, you know what, I bet they live a balanced life. 
Is that something that would ever cross your mind? Uh, no, because the Olympics would not capture our attention if they did not promise, like if the promise was, hey, we will feature athletes that have a balanced lifestyle <laughs> or that they have a balanced schedule. They only spend 60% of their time working on their craft. You know, they have a, an abundant time of rest and relaxation. I just don't think that they would see that. Now, what I think is interesting as well is we as people are drawn to greatness. And I think that's one of the reasons why we love the Olympics. Because it features great people from around the world doing all kinds of things that we can actually see. So sometimes, you know, even in business, people can't quite see what we're doing, what we're achieving. But on the slopes, you see it when they hit that jump. Or you see it on the rink when they nail that, you know, whatever the jump is called. And we can see it. And we know it. We sense that it is greatness. We sense that they are great. And we want to be around greatness. We want to be great ourselves. And yet... There is this kind of let's keep everyone average lie that I think we need to ask says who that says, hey, balance. You need to be more balanced as you're approaching whatever or as you're building whatever, as you're working on whatever matters to you. Be balanced. So, yeah, the next time someone asks you what you like most about the Olympics, I dare, I dare you to say, you know what, I think they all have a really balanced work life. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, but also consider the biggest blockbusters to come out of Hollywood, like Wonder Woman. It's one of my favorite movies. And you know what I like most about it is Wonder Woman and her crew, they come together to fight evil and they have incredible work-life balance. They clock in at the same time and out at the same time. And you know what? They don't stay up too late. They don't get up too early. They have balance. Like, of course not. Like, the, no, we would not go watch a movie about that. And honestly, um, no, no. Conquering evil, you know, in the, in the case of Wonder Woman, or beating whatever kind of opponent that we're coming up against doesn't really ask us to be balanced. I mean, it might ask us to be balanced because it wants to win, but the, the battle itself, whatever we're contending with, does not ask us to be balanced. So I hope I've made my point in why I'm just not loving this whole, oh, you just need to be more balanced approach. So I would not ever want to tell you something that like, hey, question this, but I'm not gonna provide a solution for you. <laughs> That's not my style, I hope you know that about me. So, how can we unsabotage the way that we look at balance? And I've actually, I've been talking with a lot of friends who are building things right now, who have launched things that are on the, on the success side of launch and on the, on the pre-launch side of things as well. Just looking at um, friends and family that are building businesses of all shapes and sizes. And I've been asking this question about balance. And um, here's what I found. Now people have, have called it different things, but it's this idea of instead of balance, we look to have rhythms and presence. And this is the shift away from balance that I think will be so powerful for you because it will be dumping the guilt and shame of this random, ambiguous, like who set this perfect ratio of balance but then you'll also be able to excel and be great in what you 
do. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? So let's go back to the Olympians. Now, it is probably very, very believable to say, hey, there's a training season for this sport. There's a performance season. Right now is their performance season at the Olympics, right? And then maybe there's a publicity season. Say they, they medal and they're on this tour and they're getting sponsorships and you know trying to make the most of this momentum. That's definitely a season uh, to plan for and be ready for. And then there's an off season where they rest both mentally and physically. Um, and so it totally makes sense, right? With the Olympics that we would expect there to be seasons. We would not expect someone to be at this peak in their performance all every year, right? Like that, that's not very realistic, even for the most driven athlete. There are seasons, there are rhythms, there's ups and downs, and it makes sense that some seasons demand so much of us. And it makes sense that others are like an exhale where we're able to, to heal and recoup and prepare both mentally and physically for the next season. Now, there's also the presence piece of it. Like I said, the rhythm of, you know, the ebb and flow, the, the different seasons, but there's also presence. So you could, let's say, you have mastered the ability to have balance in your life. Let's say you're one of the anomalies. If you are at work, but you're thinking about home, or if you're at home and you're thinking about work, or if you're at work and you're thinking about school, or if you are not actually present to what you are working on, the fact that you are technically balancing your time doesn't mean anything. So whether or not you, um, you take my suggestion of challenging balance and really moving towards a mindset of rhythm, I ask that you consider having a, a practice of presence. And I'm, that actually brings me to the weekly challenge because what good is information if it's not actionable, okay? Now, it's a two-part challenge, as you might have guessed, both a rhythm component and a presence component. Now, it is worth taking note. What type of uh, season are you in? What type of a rhythm are you in? Are you in the middle of a launch? Are you in the middle of writing a book? Are you in the middle of a fulfillment, actually fulfilling on the launch or fulfilling on all of the orders that maybe you just came out of a really busy, market, busy marketing season? Are you, what season are you in? And I think actually as one of the most powerful ways to look at that is to, to name the season. So I am ramping up a couple different things right now and I'm calling it, this is my ramp up season. I'm working on a couple different projects um, a couple different collaborations and they all serve the same audience and they all serve towards the same result, which helps me to keep a little bit of the craziness that could come from like, ah, you know, like all these different random projects at bay. It's just not a part of what's happening in my mind right now, but I've named the season and then one B. So once you take a look at your season and name it, I think what's really powerful is to take a look at a season that's coming up. Are you coming up to a launch season? Are you coming up to a fulfillment season? Are you coming up to a rest season? And being aware of what that season will look like and then start to prepare um, either yourself, your team, your family to set expectations um, and to block off time in your schedule. I mean, it, we can get as tactical as we want, but once you know the season you're in and can predict the next season that you plan on being in, 
you have so much more power over your schedule, over your time, over the expectations, and then over the ability to excel and be great. Doesn't that sound amazing? Okay, so that's 1A and 1B. Name the season and then what is your upcoming season? And then finally, it's the be present piece. Like I just said, even if you don't think that there is power in this rhythm or season approach, um, and you prefer to stay in a balanced approach, I challenge you to be present in every meeting, in every interaction with family, in every interaction with friends, be present. And I really like taking those transition moments between obligations, between different um, corners of my life to, to be mindful and to set myself up to be present to get the most out of that situation. So here's what I mean. If I'm driving to a meeting, I like to use that time to really think about the goal of the meeting, interacting, providing value with everyone in that meeting so I can be fully present at that meeting. If I have a phone call with a client, I like to take about five minutes beforehand to read my notes and really collect myself so that from the moment we say hello, I am present and I'm adding value. And even at home, I know when I get a text, um, so I often work from home and I work also outside as well, um, at external office, but when I work from home and I get a text or a call from my hubby that he's coming home, I like to use that time to wrap up what I'm gonna get done and then so I can be fully present with him once he is home. So it's all about using those transition pieces to be the most present that we can be to get the most out of life. So what do you think of my two-part challenge? It is one, naming your season and then a bonus part of what's your upcoming season and two, being present, using those transition pieces between different parts of your life to center yourself and be ready to fully engage and be fully present. All right, well, I hope you liked this first installment of the Says Who series. So these will be popping up from episode to episode. I'm not planning on doing one straight straight through like I did with the different um, Glass Walls series a couple months ago. But if you have any thoughts that you would like me to take a look at and figure out, hey, how can we unsabotage this? Just reach out to me at heyginny at unsabotage.com. That's H-E-Y-G-I-N-N-Y at unsabotage.com. All right, gorgeous. Until next time, have an amazing week and enjoy the season, enjoy the rhythm that you're currently in. All right, bye gorgeous. Thank you so much for listening to Unsabotage with Ginny Townsend. I hope you adored today's episode. Don't forget to hop on over to unsabotage.com unstoppable to get a very special free gift from me to you. It's a juicy list of my top 10 tips for being unstoppable as you grow your business. Again, that's unsabotage.com unstoppable. If you're looking for any links mentioned today, check out the show notes below this episode's icon. I can't wait to connect again next week. Bye, gorgeous.